Welcome to Tips from the Server Room. This podcast is designed for all you systems admins, network specialists, or the guys and gals out there in the office who handles it all. Sit back, relax, grab a beverage, and enjoy Tips from the Server Room. Hey, yes, welcome back, everybody, once again to Tips from the Server Room. This is episode number 126 for March the 17th, 2018. I'm your host, Jack. I'm going to help guide you once again through the systems of administration, systems administration, network administration, and all fields of IT. Please check out my website at tipsfromtheserverroom.com where you can comment on these shows, and I wish that you would do that. If you have any questions or ideas for future shows, please let me know at jackstechcorner at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and as at technoman. Please don't forget to check out the videos on YouTube, and those can be found at 42, the number 4, the number 2, technoman. T-E-C-H-N-O-M-A-N is where you can find my YouTube videos. And if you do find the YouTube videos, please don't forget to like those. Huh? Give those a thumbs up. That definitely helps uh, raise those in the ratings, and we do appreciate your efforts. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can see the video of today's show if you care to do that. Or subscribe to your any podcast. Uh, we did this week. I wanted to let you know we did get picked up this week and got accepted with TuneIn. Now, TuneIn, if you don't know, is a part of um, – I don't know how it's a part of it, but in anyway, it's a uh, part in part um, uh, or somehow they have a agreement with uh, the, Am the Amazon Echo. And I don't know which other services, but I do know if you go to uh, an Amazon Echo and you say, um, hey, Alexa, and you say, uh, play me tips from the server room it will give you our latest episode and you can uh, listen now through your amazon echo so if you wish to do that that's a, a great thing and and thanks to tune in for picking us up we do appreciate that uh, efforts don't forget you can also find us on itunes and also naturally the website where you can pick up the rss feed and download us to your favorite pod catcher so this week we well last week i talked to you a little bit about um different types of antivirus software I think we were talking about uh, on the client's computer I was working on. And I told you that in a later show, today's the later show, we're going to talk about managed antivirus. And if you work in any type of corporate settings, um, this is a great time saver for you in the long run to have a managed antivirus. So a managed antivirus basically has a central command area and it allows you to do so much in that command area. Uh, instead of going to each individual computer and seeing if there's an outbreak or seeing if there's something wrong with that computer, everything gets reported back to the central command uh, manager. Uh, so whichever, and we're going to look at a couple different variations and talk about a couple different companies out there that are doing this. And I'll give you a little bit of my insight to these companies and, and what um, I've came upon over the years. So you can also control these um, 
and do remote installs of your antivirus, which is huge. And I know you can also do that with SCCM where we can install packages and everything. But it's nice to have an antivirus manager. And the antivirus manager basically, well, it allows us to do things such as remote installs. Now, there is a couple things that you have to be aware of. One, especially with Windows 10, we found that you have to make sure the exceptions is in the or in the firewall on Windows 10 uh, workstations. If you choose to use that feature or that option, the best way that we like to do, and I know I get a lot of feedback or, or a lot of, uh, um, I don't know what you'd call it, but uh, maybe a lot of hate over this one, but we a lot of times disable the local firewall. And we do that through group policies on our servers. So the end workstation does not have a firewall. And that is because we have a corporate firewall at the gate. So in front of the gate, so when the internet comes in, it comes out of the internet router and it comes right into our firewall. That way we can limit the traffic that should be going through. Get it? I said should be going through. And uh, limit the traffic going out of that particular firewall. And uh, I'll tell you a little backstory there with that. Um, one thing was the uh, the limiting the stuff uh, going out of the firewall. One time we had our ISP calls. This is many, many years ago. And the ISP said, look, Jack, we have an awful lot of traffic coming off your network. And it's getting to the point where, you know, we're going to shut down your Internet line because it's just too much traffic and it's overbearing our uh, your Internet line and our services to our other clients. And I said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What, what is going on? What's the traffic coming out? And they said, well, it's a lot of spam mails coming through. Well, I know working in education, we don't have teachers sitting at their desk sending spam messages. It, it just doesn't happen. So I said, wait, we have to have a rogue machine somewhere on the network. So we started to dig around and started to try to find the rogue machine the best we could, trying to determine where that traffic is coming from. And as we were spending the time to do this, and this is going to be something that is going to maybe help you along the lines of cloud-based email. I know a lot of you out there still have your Exchange servers, which is great. You don't have any problem with Exchange. Um, or you have some variation of email server in your network. And probably most of your clients are still running their uh, SMTP or their outbound mail traffic on port 25. And the problem we had there was the mail was going out of one of the workstations and we couldn't find it. So what we did was I went to the firewall knowing that we were using G Suite and everybody was using the web client at that point. So we didn't send any emails out over port 25. So I simply went in and I, I just created a, um, a, a policy, right? So I went into my ACLs. And I just created a policy that said there would be no um, outbound traffic allowed on port 25 at all, period. Um, the ISP, I called them back about uh, maybe a half hour after that. And I said, how does our traffic look now? And the ISP reported that the traffic was absolutely perfect, just like it should be on a normal day. So that was uh, one of those things. And we talked a few weeks ago about, you know, always be thinking um, always think they, they always say I always think outside the box, um, and I guess that's what we were doing, right? We were thinking outside of that workstation, 
uh, trying to find that workstation. So instead of trying to find a workstation, knowing that we did not send mail out over port 25 anyway, so it wasn't going to affect anything but the rogue workstation, we were able to deny port 25. And that's why it's so critical to have that firewall on the edge of your network. Uh, and a good firewall, right? We have to spend the money, get a decent firewall on the edge of the network, something that we can put policies in because you never know what you're going to have to stop. Uh, maybe either even coming into the network, right? We have a lot of policies stopping things from coming in the network naturally, and we always want to make sure that we have those policies set up so we can limit traffic going out of the network. It's very important. So this also, we're talking about managed antivirus, and I was just telling you about turning the firewall off on the workstations. So we do that. We disable the firewalls on the workstations. And the reason we do that is we talked uh, last week about remote software. It allows us to more easily uh, send the clients out through that remote software and not worry about it hitting a firewall on somebody's workstation. And it's just easier to manage your network. Uh, and I know a lot of people tell me, Jack, you have to, you have to process or you have to think about um, ease Ease of use, um, you know, and people will tell me about my password uh, management on our servers and being easier for the client. And I got a lot of feedback from you folks, and I do appreciate that. Uh, you do have to watch the ease of use over uh, the bad guys, right? So we have to be able to hit that, uh, that balance in the middle somewhere. But I know that our corporate firewall is good enough that it's going to stop the traffic from getting to the workstation anyway. So... Um, unless I can find a better way or, or another reason why I shouldn't do that, right now that is our policies. So this way I can better install the client and I can push it out, the, the uh, antivirus clients, to the workstations. Now this is also better than installing them on the local clients. Now you could go around, you can you know, spend a little less money if you have a very big team of technologists, which maybe you do, I don't know. But you can – most of us do not. Most of us are limited to a few technologists and a few thousand uh, nodes on our networks. So it's easier to be able to centralize management this stuff. So you could, uh, I guess in an image, if you're imaging workstations, you could image them and have an antivirus, antivirus client on there uh, as it's imaged. You could do that. But you're not getting that centralized reporting. And I think that is the the big benefit here. Uh, overall is to be able to get that reporting back to you to tell you what's going on. And folks, it used to tell me a lot. Um, we used to get stuff back. We would get an email message or a text message that says, you know, virus alert, something went on on your network. And uh, we can very quickly respond to that threat and take care of it. Uh, because we know the biggest thing, uh, years ago I was working for a private school district and our CEO at the time, I turned my budget in, just like you turn a budget in anywhere. And the antivirus at that time was, I don't know, like $2,000. I don't know what version we were using. I don't know what company we were using, but it was like $2,000. Well, he said, look, Jack, this is what we're going to do. To make it a little bit easier on the company, on the private school, um, we're going to cut the antivirus from the budget. Have we ever had a virus outbreak? I said, well, no, we never did, but we've always been protected. Um, you know, it's kind of like car insurance. You pay for car insurance, but you hope you never wreck your car, but you still pay for the car insurance. I mean, I think that's a pretty important uh, piece of software to buy. 
And no matter how much I was determined and how much I put pressure on the CEO, I was told let's cut that from the budget. Well, at that time, this was years ago, folks, we were hit by a virus called the love bug virus. Now, the love bug virus hit one of our computers on our network. And when it did that, we don't really know how it got in. We suspect that somebody opened a, an email at the time, like an attachment, and one computer was infected by the love bug virus. So what happened was we had to go back and, um, well, we once we figured out where that computer was, by that time it was already going through the network. And if you remember the love bug virus, and there's probably many other variations of this, they would get hold of your network and they would just start transmitting itself to each computer on the network. It just found its way around your whole network. And it's almost like if you would think um, of blood pumping through your veins, right, going through your arteries and then out through your veins to oxygenize your, uh, your body and then going back, you know, um, back through the, uh, uh, the arterial veins and getting reoxygenized. This thing was going through our network as fast as blood was pumping through your body. So the first thing we did, we took our team out and we, we disconnected a whole entire area of our system. And we found that we stopped it. So we, we knew or we had an idea where it came in at, so we eliminated that threat. But to clean all the computers, we had to clean them anyway just to be sure. Every computer had to come off the network. So we, we actually, the CEO at that time said, look, Jack, what do you need? You know, Everybody is at your disposal. Can you teach them what you need them to do? I said, absolutely. We could teach them how to clean a computer. So we took the whole finance department and we took the uh, HR department and we also took the, uh, the public relations department. So we took those three departments of people. We had about eight, maybe uh, ten people total, and we trained them what we wanted them to do, how to clean a computer, because we also had five different facilities. It was all tied back in through wide area networking into our corporate network. So we had to go out there and we had to also worry about taking care of those folks. And cleaning those folks up. So that is what happened. So this is the moral of that story. The lost productivity time of all those people cost way more than the $2,000 that I was asking for. And um, right after I reported it to the CEO and right after he gave me the team, he said, Jack, how much money do you need for the antivirus? And I said, I need I need $2,000. We have to get this license bought. Um, and I had a check by the end of the day cut. And sent out to the company, and then you know, obviously we were covered. So that was one of those stories that you know you have to know where you can cut your budget and where you really shouldn't cut your budget. Um, if you're running something like, you know, we often talk about people running Office, and and I hear a lot of times people running Office 2007 now or 2006 or whatever they're running uh, Office, maybe XP, who knows? But uh, you may not have the latest version of Microsoft Office. But you should really have an antivirus software. All right, with that said, we're going to move on here and move us over here. And in true fashion, uh, we are going to shrink me down now. And for those listening to the audio podcast, I'll give you the audio rendition of this as we're going through this. For those watching the video, you can now see my screen. So what we're talking about here now is a, just a couple of different companies um, and where I've been with them and as far as being a centralized system that you can actually centralize and use this on your corporate networks. 
The first one is a longtime player. Uh, you may love them. You may hate them. Uh, it doesn't really matter. They're still around. It's Norton Antivirus. And Norton Antivirus has been around ever since I can remember. Um, I can't say a lot of their systems that they came out with or before. I don't use them anymore, so I can't be somebody that will tell you absolutely today if it's good or bad. I don't know. But they came out before with that Internet Security Center or or Network Security Suite or computer. I don't remember what it was called. But the bottom line was when you put it on the computer, the computer would barely run. Um, I think because it was doing so much trying to look for so many different viruses and so many different signatures at one time that it was taking all the processes of the computer over and it wasn't allowing the computer to run. So this is Norton Antivirus. Um, Norton Security Premium, and that's one of those ones like it protects everything, antivirus, ransomware, malware, you know, all the threats, uh, for like $55 a month. Well, actually, it says $109 uh, if you subscribe, so that is a big chunk of change. Uh, but they do have products and services. Um, I don't know exactly where their, um, their corporate version is on here. This may be a lot of the home version. Uh, just looking through some of these real quick to tell you, um, you know, and they obviously, it looks like they have a free antivirus program also. Uh, they have free trials. They have a great support center. The one thing I can tell you about the big companies like Norton is that they do have awesome support, right? They've been around forever. They've been a longtime player. Uh, they do have, like I said, a corporate edition where you can roll this out and you have a very nice user interface. We used it for years uh, at the uh, one of the schools I worked for. And it just got to be the point where I had a board member ask me years ago, it said, Jack, can we buy an antivirus program? Would there be an antivirus program that we can purchase um, that would save us money? He said, there's a lot of them out there, so we want you to investigate it. And I said, you know what? Absolutely. I'll go ahead and investigate it. And I came up with, and I was looking for it this morning. I didn't even realize they were no longer in business. It was called Vixera. Vixera was from a company called Central Command. Uh, and I think their website was centralcommand.com. And I went to look for it this morning to show you, and it's gone. It's never there anymore. But uh, Central Command or Vixera at one time bought a company that was called, I think it was A7 Antivirus, um, something to that effect. And I don't even know you know, what happened to them, where they went, and, and they just disappeared. It was very good. They had a very great management interface. And we used that for probably five years. I know we, I think we bought a five-year contract with them. And maybe they're out of business because it was just too darn cheap. They sold it to the school district. I think it was for $1.75 a PC. And, you know, at the time, Norton was doing about $35 per PC for us. Uh, and that was at an education discount. So, yeah, we had to find something cheaper. Uh, the, the, the board, the school board at that time was thrilled with me that I came back with this price of the budget. And they're like, you really know how to do your due diligence to do your job. And I said, well, you know, it's our job as tech people, right, to support our end users, support your company, and still stay within those budget restraints. I think that's key. And we talked about budgets before. Because if you don't, what's, what's going to happen is um, they're going to end up not having you there anymore because you're not saving money. Remember, technologists cost companies money. That's just what we do. Uh, it's a necessary evil though, right? We are a necessary in a company and I can't stress that enough. If you have a business out there and you're watching this uh, video or listening to the podcast, you need technologists in your company to run 
uh, your, your operations. You may not need them every day, and that's why a lot of us do consulting work because we can come in. We can help you out with something. You know, We can work on your servers remotely if you need us to. We don't have to sit there every day in case something happens, uh, like that car insurance policy that you're paying for every day, every year. You're paying for it, and you hope you never need it. Uh, we are kind of that insurance policy. And I once had a part-time tech guy that told me, I said, Jack, we are like insurance policies. The next player that is becoming super big around school districts, uh, around our area, pretty much around the state of Pennsylvania that I've heard of is Sophos. Uh, S-O-P-H-O-S. I've sat through a lot of webinars with them. Uh, they've came out for some uh, trainings that I've sat through. And their product is is super nice, super easy to use. Tons of reporting features is Sophos. And uh, it's S-O-P-H-O-S dot com, Sophos. Um, their prices are not too bad as far as, you know, working with the company itself and like i said i mean education we do pay less nonprofits if you work for a nonprofit you do pay less than you would pay um you know if if you're actually uh, a for-profit company that is sad because for-profit companies can struggle buying software and so there's a downside to that but you know it's companies doing business with companies i guess is how it works out so that is Sophos, very good endpoint protection. The next one I'm going to tell you about is we talked about this free version was Avast. I talked to you last week about the free version that we used. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did anyway. I can't see my notes from last week. Um, I can't see those. That's all right. But yeah, anyway, last week or the week before I talked about the client's computer, me putting the free Avast on there. It works absolutely sensational. Uh, I've never had any trouble with it. But the pricing structure, at least if you look, it says the best antivirus for your business is what it's telling me on their website. But for one device for one year, it's $40, $40. And you know how much – folks know how much I love the calculator feature on my computer. So let's bring up my calculator. I don't know what happened there. Um, make sure everything's still recording here. Uh, okay, so why ain't the calculator coming up? Uh, well, that's Skype call. We don't want Skype call coming up. Calculator. There we go. All right, so there's the calculator right here. So if, in fact, we were doing um, a corporate network of, let's say, well, obviously, we're going to go 1,000 PCs times we might as well say 40 bucks is obviously forty thousand dollars so and they're saying for three years you get a good deal so let's go with the same 1000 pcs and we're going to times that by 72 dollars Seventy-two thousand dollars. so seventy-two thousand dollars out of your budget for antivirus software folks it's very expensive <laughs> any way you cut that it's very very expensive um there's some of the stuff here behind here, but so, but that is the antivirus software uh, that you could use is Avast. I mean, like I said, the free edition works great. There is a free 30-day trial. They do have a nice. I looked at their um, uh, their network platform before or their control center. It is nice. It's very easy to use. So it's something you can look at if your budget, 
you know, so Intel's, I just wanted to give you some options. So Avast is one of them. Now, with Windows 10, we know that Windows 10 purchased an antivirus company. And I don't remember the name of the company. You may remember it more than I did. They bought this years ago. And they turned it into Windows Defender. Uh, love it or hate it, it does work. It keeps out pretty much all the bad stuff that you're going to get on your computer. We have not in our school right now, I can tell you the school I'm working for right now, I'm going to give you a little insider's information. We have no antivirus running on our workstations. On the servers we do and on our file server we do, um, although most of our files now are on Google, uh, the Google Cloud, so most of our files are no longer in our network. But on the workstations, we rely and we trust Windows Defender. Uh, it is working. It's doing extremely well. We haven't, knock on wood, we haven't had any problems with it. And uh, it's been doing a very good job for us. So that is uh, Windows Defender. So, uh, again, it works well. Like I said, it's free because it comes with Windows 10. Uh, their website is really cool for Windows Defender because it has the family laying on the couch all together. You know, uh, it looks like Dad's using the Microsoft Surface. The boy's using some kind of tablet. Can't tell what it is. Everybody's happy. Everybody's cheerful. Uh, this one, they're using some kind of uh, Windows laptop. Uh, they're all happy and cheerful because uh, their device is so well protected. So, there you have it. Um, uh, that is Windows Defender. Okay, so with that, the next part of the show here I'm going to tell you about is a tool. I like to bring tools up, a tool tip for you uh, this week of something that we use on our, you know, in the school, on our network, on a daily basis. And this happens to be a program that we purchased. I'm going to try to bring up the website here. Uh, you may have heard of this program before, and I thought I wrote down the website. I did. Uh, so I'm going to bring up the website here, uh, and it is C-A-R-I-F-R-E-D.com. I hope that's the website. It is. Uh, it's Carfred, Car Carafred, C-A-R-I-F-R-E-D.com. Now, I did, and I'll have to tell you, I did hear about this uh, on, it was funny because I heard about it on the way to work on a podcast because like you, I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of tech podcasts. Um, I think it gives us the edge in business uh, when we're working uh, in the computer field, any any part of the computer field. It's nice to listen to podcasts because it gives you some insight. Everybody has their own twist on their podcast and something they want to talk about. Well, the guy was talking about uh, UVK or the ultimate virus killer. It, it happened to be the person writing uh, the software, which he owns his own computer company in the UK. And I thought it was so cool uh, to listen to him, and I couldn't wait to get to work to download this, to, to look at the trial version and say, what is this program? This is so cool. So I got to work, and I started talking to, um, to my tech. And I said, hey, this program is so awesome. I mean, I got to show this to you. Well, I showed her the interface, and she goes, you know, that looks a lot like the interface that we just purchased uh, two weeks ago. And I said, we purchased a new software package. How come I wasn't aware of this? I mean, I am the tech director, tech manager of the network. Well, she said it was something for the workstations that she thought would work out really well. The price was really amazing. So she, she said, we purchased it. And I said, okay, cool. What is it? Well, they happened to purchase the tech tool store. 
And I thought the tech tool store, that is, what is that? And if you look here, what's cool about this, I'm going to first tell you how much it is because I don't want, I don't like telling you something you run off thinking I can never afford that. But a one-year license is $30 US. A five-year license is $60, so you get 20% off. Or you can buy a lifetime license, and it says 100 years uh, valid. So it's valid for at least 100 years. So maybe if you're listening to this and you, you know, you're two and you're going to live another 100 years, you have to worry about that. But most of us do not. But for $80, it's licensed for, for life, for the lifetime of the product. That is not bad for what it does, folks. So we are going to go ahead and I'm going to get this browser all the way. And we're just going to take a quick look here at the tool. So the tool here that we're talking about today, uh, again, if you want to see the video edition of this, you are going to go to 42 Technoman on YouTube. Check that out. And I'm pretty sure, if not, I'm going to put a link on uh, tipsfromtheserverroom.com so you can find it there. So you can make sure you can uh, go over. And I think the YouTube channel is there. I'll double check that today. And I will have a link to this. Uh, so if you're driving in the car, you didn't have to write that down. Don't wreck by all means. Um, you know, and, and I hate saying the word, um, I got to quit doing that. I really, that's driving me crazy. So anyway, this is a great tool because there is so many tools in there. I think the guy said it was 600 different tools that he built into the system. Most of these tools are free and so it's freeware, but it's all the tools that we use every day. Uh, to repair computers, to clean the computers, to do anything with, for those uh, antivirus or whatever. Now, what's really cool about it is these tools you can update at any time. So to update a tool, let's say I want to update Bitdefender Rootkit Remover. I simply check the button, and we'll check the button for Avast. And I click on here, Update Selected. Now, when I click on Update Selected, it says, Are you sure you want to update the selected tools? And I said, Yes, I do. It's going out to different websites and it's finding these tools and it's downloading those and putting those into the program. What's super cool about this is you can put this on a thumb drive. I would suggest having a bigger thumb drive, maybe a four gig, you know, now you can have other stuff on it, but give yourself some room because it's actually downloading these packages into the folder that this thing is running from. So what's nice about that is everywhere you go, you don't have to redo all this. Those tools are fresh and ready to go. When you launch the software, as soon as you launch it, every tool that you've downloaded, it checks automatically and it updates those tools for you. So you don't have to do that. The next thing I really like about this tool that I was playing with the other day, and you know, this is really something because if you go through here, there's even stuff. Because I was going through here thinking, what else is it? Evernote? I use Evernote all the time. Uh, these show notes are, you know, kept in Evernote. And this was cool, Notepad++. So if you've ever written any kind of web-based code, I use Notepad++ to write PHP code. It's absolutely amazing. So I can click on that, and I can update that selected one just like we did before. So we're going to update it. It's going to pull down the latest version of Notepad++. And as, again, it will put it in the folder for us. Well, I have certain tools. I don't want to look through a list of 600 tools every time I'm going to load these up on a computer. And that's exactly what our techs are using this for now. So they, they load this up from the network. We have a network share. They bring it up on a network share, and they simply collect. Uh, they, they check the boxes they want, and they hit Run Selected. It will install the applications one after the other. 
That is saving us so much critical time just loading these software packages like VLC, Flash Player, um, you know, Java, putting the Java on there, installing Chrome onto the computer. It is saving us a ton of time because now what they can do is simply right-click and it says here, Add to Favorite Tools. And when you do that, at the very top now, I'm going to uncheck these boxes here. At the very top, there's one that says My Favorite Tools. And it'll give you a list of all your favorites. So that way you can just go in there, select all your favorite tools, click on Run Selected. It's going to install those either from your network share or your thumb drive, and you will be good to go. You won't have to worry anymore about going in and having to install these programs one at a time. Now, I am not going to show you today the uh, UVK, the ultimate virus killer. By all means, go out to his website, download it, and try it out. Uh, I'm going to try to get a hold of this gentleman. Like I said, he is in the UK. I don't know what the time difference is. I'd like to get a hold of him and get him on this podcast so we can talk a little bit. Um, all these different events are coming up here today on my computer. But I am going to get him to talk to us a little bit about uh, these programs and let him maybe give you some more insight into these programs if you think that would be valuable to you. And it's just a great, great package. Oh, one other thing you can do with it that I thought was cool. Um, because if, if you go out with to your clients and they see this, you know, you want your tech shop up here. So if you go to settings and we go under branding, we can change uh, the, the bar, the title bar at the very top of the program. The application name, you can change in here whatever name you want, and the application description. And you simply hit Save Settings. And you can see up here that I have your tech shop. Fixing systems is what it's all about. So there it is. It's a very straightforward program, very easy to run. You can actually go through. You can hide tools. You can go through here and add tools if you want. We are adding a couple programs that we use in a school district. Uh, we have, like, smart boards. And we have some other programs that we have to have in the school district for our teachers to use, uh, like their grade books. So we can pull in here and we can add those packages to this tool. So and it just makes it really, really nice. And I know, once again, if you're using the full-blown SCCM, I guess, you know, you could do all this with the SCCM. A lot of times these packages don't have an MSI file. It makes it more difficult, not impossible, just more difficult to do. So I do like a nice little tool like this. I think it's great. Uh, if, you're, if you're a consultant, I think this is going to be huge for you to put on your thumb drive. Just another one of those tools to have in that technology tool belt that you can take and you can actually show this or use this on your customers' computers. And you know, he did say that um, with the UVK, the ultimate virus killer, because there's so many. I used it the other day to fix my own workstation at work. My icons were not responding anymore on the taskbar on the bottom of the screen. I would click and click and click. It was driving me absolutely bananas. He has built-in scripts in that program. and There's so much in that program that it, it would take almost a whole show to show you what it could do. But even the trial version allowed me to fix it. I clicked it. It ran one of his scripts, and it fixed my computer. And I've been scanning this computer day after day trying to figure out what is going on with these icons. But it was just some kind of an error somewhere, a registry error that it rebuilt it and it fixed it. It works absolutely great. All right, let's bring me back up here, full screen. All right, folks, so hopefully you've enjoyed today's show. 
and you know you'll use some of these tips I gave you, something that uh, are worthwhile out there for you to use and to be able to uh, spread around. You know, tell other people about this stuff and and let them know that. Um, I actually want to bring this up a little bit. I think let's bring this up here a little bit. So let them know that you know this podcast is here. Tips from the server room at tipsfromtheserverroom.com, and they can maybe find some help. And like I said, scout out other podcasts out there. There's a lot of podcasts out there that can help you in the technology realm. I mean, I still hopefully that you'll listen to this one. But there's so many out there that you can listen to and subscribe to that. And I keep getting these notifications, and I think that's because my email is open. I would have to bet it is. Let me just close this email program here so we're not getting those email notifications. So anyway, that's about it. We're going to wrap it up this week. And remember, again, um, if you want to learn about Windows Server 2012 R2, check out my course at jtclearning.com. That's jtclearning.com. Once you complete the course, I will mail you in the mail a certificate of completion. And many students are using this to either A, get a pay raise, or B, maybe to find that job that you are looking for running Windows servers. So it's a great course. It goes from administration, it goes from installation all the way through administration, and so much more that you can learn with that course. So check that out at jtclearning.com. Please also remember, if you buy anything from Amazon, I always ask that you use my Amazon link. And I know at times I forget, but just you know, bookmark the tipsfromtheserverroom.com page. And when you get everything put into your basket on Amazon, Go back to my site, click the click the link for Amazon, go over, and then check out of your of your uh, Amazon, and that's basically it. It doesn't cost you any more, and a few pennies come back to the show. Folks, I truly appreciate you listening, downloading, and subscribing to this podcast. Uh, I enjoy doing this each week and being able to bring you some information, um, kind of, I guess, uh, my spin on it. I guess you would say, since there's so many podcasters out there, this is my spin on giving you something back. And I, I always appreciate that and being able to kind of pay it forward, they would say, to you folks. So thank you so much. And uh, remember, keep those systems clean. And remember, we will be back here once again next week with another uh, show with some more topics. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for downloading and subscribing. Don't forget on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and hit the subscribe button. I will talk to you next week on Tips from the server room. Bye for now. You just listened to Tips from the Server Room with your host, Jack. If you have any questions, please drop me a comment at tipsfromtheserverroom.com. Thanks again for tuning in and downloading the shows. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the remainder of the music. We'll see you next week on Tips from the Server Room. So long.